Hi, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Hey, if you recall back on episode 58, I had an awesome guest, my favorite ever. It was my wife, Andrea, of course. And we talked about balancing online business with family and your spouse and relationships, keeping it all in order. Well, I thought it would be interesting because my wife and I are kind of opposites when it comes to business. She's artistic and she's involved in homeschooling our kids and I do the business thing. We kind of go our own way in that regard when we're doing our thing. I thought it'd be interesting to bring in a couple that actually do it all together. They do the business together. They're both very involved in it. I thought it would be just another set of unique perspectives because there's many different ways to do this right. And as long as your relationship is thriving and your business is growing, well, there's lots of good ways to do it. But if you both do it together, that offers a unique set of benefits and challenges. So Larry and Sue Pruitt are my guests today. They are a great couple. We actually start the show right off with them doing a little skit about just how different you can be and still work together on your business and doing life. And it's just a really cute way to start off the episode. And you should know this, they are also coaches on our team. So if you go to Jim Cockrum Coaching website, you'll see that we have many, many great coaches. Well, Larry and Sue are some of them. So if this episode today resonates with you and maybe you're a married couple wanting to do the business together, Larry and Sue could be your coach. How about that? So we're going to jump right in without any further delays, and go right into a skit that Larry and Sue do for us, and we'll talk a little bit and spend some time strategizing. We're going to pound in plenty of great business tips today as well. Hope you enjoy this episode with Larry and Sue Pruitt. All right. Well, great. Well, one of the things about working together as a married couple is that many times we have a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of opposites as well. So as you know, opposites attract. For example, if you're a night owl, you're probably married to... An early bird. Ugh, so annoying. One is probably a perfectionist, and the other one might be a slob. Hey. If you're a homebody, you probably have a social butterfly in the house. And if you are fiscally responsible... <clears throat> Taiwan. <clears throat> someone is probably spending money like you've got it. You know, women oh, are, generally speaking, women are multitaskers, which is fantastic because they can get a lot done. But can we just focus on one thing at a time, please? <laughs> Men's risk-taking can be exciting and adventurous. But what about the mortgage payment that's due? <laughs> yeah. And one of you probably sees the big picture on everything. And the other just jumps straight to all those little bitty details that need to be worked out. You may have a spouse that's even-tempered, and you love that calmness when you were dating, but now it's more like, would you make a decision already? <laughs> now, maybe your differences are in really important areas, like, like your spouse puts the toilet paper on upside down. Or maybe they squeeze the toothpaste out the wrong way. But together, together, we, we are, are one flesh. flesh. I love it. Hey, wait, <laughs> the audience has to stop applauding. <sighs> That was fantastic. I feel like I know you guys so much better now. That was so cute. Oh, you guys are awesome. Thank you. <laughs> that was fun. I know, Jim, that you know what that term one flesh means, and some people may not understand that, but that's that's the biblical term for what happens when a husband and wife get married. The, the two literally become one. And so in many ways, we complete each other 
with our unique approaches to life and to the business that we run together. Oh, I so much understand the concept there. And yes, a little, you know, that, and that's actually not to drift too far from today's topic, but, you know, I often look at these uh, matchmaking services, you know, these, these internet based mm. apps or these, you know, the commercials yeah. are like, Hey, we'll find the person who has everything in common with you. And I'm like, mm. hold the phone, man. I don't <laughs> know that that's going to work out real well. I don't want to marry the female version of me. That sounds <laughs> yeah. terrible. You know, like you've got everything in common. Like, no, dude. I mean, you know, it's nice to have a few things in common, but I know so many couples where they are complete opposites in pretty much every way. And it's such a beautiful thing. I think, you know, personally, I think God likes doing that to us. He likes forcing us to get out of our own little comfortable box. I mean, the movie that comes to mind right now is Shrek. Like he was like, you know what? I'm happy. Leave me alone. World, leave me alone. So he sends the most annoying friend, you know, this donkey into this, into the movie. You send this, you see this, like just like the opposite of everything he would, and they end up being the best of friends and and both improving each other's lives. I mean, you know, it's a kid's movie, but you know, I think God loves doing that. It's like, here, I'm going to break down all those little problems you have by introducing somebody with different problems that just attacks it. And we sharpen each other. It's not comfortable, but yeah, I love it. Iron sharpening iron in a marriage. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sometimes we think, is God playing some sort of a joke on us here, putting these two opposites together? Yeah. <laughs> but really, when we, when we stop and think about it, we're all really good at focusing on ourselves, And, you know, we live in this narcissistic society and everything. But having somebody who has a lot of opposites from you, it forces you to think about them so that this thing will work. Because otherwise, it's going to fall apart if I'm just thinking about myself all the time. And that really, as you said before, that portrays out to any sort of relationship, whether it be husband, wife, whether it be business owner to a customer. You know, we need to be serving other people, as you mentioned many times. And uh, this just kind of forces us to do that. Yeah. The key to, to success in life is not in getting what you want. It's in figuring out how to use the gifts God gave you to serve others. In order to do that, you got to have some people to serve, right? right. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> and, and so the husband-wife relationship, are those people who live under that roof with you? You know, this is a Hebrew biblical concept, and I've unapologetic. Go back and listen to episode zero if you under, want to understand why we reference the Bible. Is it because every listener must embrace everything in the Bible and believe it like we do? No, of course not. All worldviews are welcome here, but I've happened to, to believe it's that the best-selling book in the history of man is a very valuable tool for business lessons. And one of the lessons that's in there, and life lessons too, is our our circles of responsibility go outwards, meaning, you know, for me, and I know for you guys as well, my relationship and walk with God comes first. Next, it's my spouse. And if that's broke, I can't go any further. Yeah. After that, it's my kids. And if that's broke, I can't go any further effectively. So after I got my walk with God and walk, my walk with my spouse and my work with my kids, now I can start talking about my neighbors and these circles go outward, right? And we can, if, yeah. as we learn to serve in those little circles... Well, we can serve even better in the, as the circles grow. So if you want to be truly influential and have a true impact, well, you got to start at home. And there is, of course, an opposing worldview that says, no, 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 no. Let's go save the planet. doesn't matter if I'm a horrible husband and dad. I'm saving <laughs> the planet here, guys. And that's a completely, in my opinion, disastrous approach to life. But there's people who believe that too. They don't typically have that great of relationships. 
But oh, I, I love this kind of stuff. But man, I, I want to make sure we keep this a business podcast as best we can, even though we're talking about relationships. So let me just hit you guys with some questions. I didn't prep you a whole lot, um, but perhaps the first question, just in the interest of getting to know you guys a little bit more, tell us, you know, what are you guys doing business-wise? And I know you've had to make a, a tough decision not too long ago, Larry, that we actually talked through several months ago. I'd like an update on that. Uh, you guys just take the floor again for a few minutes and, and fill us in on you know, what you've learned, how you're making your income, how you work together, what decisions you've made. Just have some fun for a few minutes and fill us in and teach us some lessons. Okay, sure. Well, we started selling online 12 years ago. And at that stage of our life, uh, we've, we've always been one income family mm-hmm. uh, prior to having our own business and the multiple streams of income that we have now. But at that time, I was working full-time about 30 hours a week. So I had the extra time in my hands, and I opened up a, an eBay business, and it was really primarily me at that stage. So very part-time, very minimal extra income. It was totally you. We had little ones, <laughs> and my time was totally preoccupied with little ones. So That's right. So we have five children. We homeschool. So that has occupied most of Sue's time, uh, as it should. And then about five years ago, we had a had an interesting conversation on the couch about the fact that I needed to leave my day job. I was coming home at nine thirty at night. The kids were in bed. I was things were just out of balance in our life, and that's one of the things that we really strive for now is to have a better balance in our life. So we made the decision, and Sue was very much on board. Should I say pushing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was, she was very for much it. pushing yes. for this. Uh, for me to go and leave the day job, but we didn't know for sure what we were going to do. The the part-time thing I was doing on the side was not nearly enough to replace the income or anything. So we found PAC, and we bought Proven Amazon course, and Sue jumped into it there. Yeah, I took the training. This was in um, October of 2012, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I took the training, and I jumped in, and I I started up our Amazon business. We decided that was going to be the way that was probably going to be the quickest way to replace Larry's income. And so I started with retail arbitrage and I started running to the stores in the afternoons while my kids were, I had older kids taking care of younger kids and I was going and doing that and got the ball rolling with that. And then in February of 2013, then Larry came home and he really took the Amazon business over and then just, you know, shot that into orbit. So Amazon was a really, has been a really big income stream for us. And then the other thing that I did during that same time as we were preparing for Larry to come home was, and this is where I think one of my real big strengths was, was I prepared the house and the home finances for him to come home. So Mm -hmm. in other words, we worked on building up a savings. We already had some savings, but we worked on building it up even more. I worked on stocking up the house with non-perishable goods. So like, you know, a lot of canned goods and a lot of paper goods. I I often tell people we didn't buy toilet paper for six months after Larry came home. When there's seven people in the house, you know, I had a lot of toilet paper. (laughs) It was stored everywhere in the house. (laughs) Let me, let me ask you, I want you to continue, hopefully not lose your place, but I'm curious how much did you, how many months worth of money did you guys say, we want to have this in the bank before we're comfortable with making the leap to full time with internet income and those income streams? Do you guys remember? Yeah, we do. We, we really talked about that. We wanted six months worth of expenses and one of, we did it twofold. We, number one, we looked at our budget again and we'd always been pretty frugal, but we slashed our budget again. We had, we were able to cut about $500 a month out of our 
budget. And then we had the six months worth of expenses saved up. And I think we stretched that out into lasting for seven months. So. I, I'm curious, was six months the number that you guys both had in your mind? Or did one of you say four and one of you said six and you compromised? I mean, take us through that decision process, if you recall. I'm just curious. Like, you know, for me, I tend to need more time than Andrea on something like that. Like, I would have liked to have had eight months. And uh-huh. she'd have been good with one. And she says, because she believes in me. She's like, ah, everything you do is going to be fine. I mean, God told you to do it. God told us this is what we're supposed to do. Uh, One month, you know, that, and so we have to, we kind of met in the middle. Our safety, our comfort zone was like around three, four months, I think. Was there a conversation there? Or do you guys both kind of come to the same point pretty quick? You know, every time we've had a conversation like this, we both have, we think about it for a little while before we actually start talking numbers. And almost always we come to each other and we have the same number in mind. And so we both had six months in mind, but I will say that we had kind of similar conversations to like, I was really pushing Larry saying, I know you can do this. And he was really, you know, he's the guy, he's the provider. He's the one who wants to make sure all the bills are paid. And so he was, he was a little bit more cautious about entering into this entrepreneurial world, but I was really pushing him saying, yes, I believe in you. And so as a wife speaking to women who are married to entrepreneurs, I just say, that's probably one of the biggest things you can do for your husband is to be his biggest cheerleader. Oh, I love it. That that was a theme on the call I did with Andrea. You guys haven't heard it yet because it hasn't actually been released right. yet. The listener yeah. may have heard it, but you guys don't realize that, yeah, that is that ignites something inside of a man, unlike anything, yep. to have a wife have a spouse that believes in him and thinks he's capable of greatness, even when sometimes he doesn't himself, there's nothing that replaces that. Yeah. And there's no doubt about it. That, that interesting conversation I said that we had on the couch that night, that was me coming home and basically griping to her again about the events of the day and the pressures I was feeling. And, and again, this is probably 10 o'clock at night and I'm just now eating supper and everything. And that's when she said to me, how much longer are you going to keep doing this to yourself? And I, I just looked at her and I said, what do you mean doing it to myself? I'm doing all this for you and for the kids. And she said, I know that, but there are other ways we can do it. And it turned something on in my brain. I was just like, really? You, you really think <laughs> that we can do something different? And so she really spurred that on in me. And, and then the other thing I'll say, Jim, is that as we were having that discussion about how long or how much money we needed to have saved away, one of the things that we did have a disagreement on was how much we could cut out of our budget. Like, it, believe it or not, it comes to find out that you can live without direct TV. What? Wait, <laughs> what? Are you sure? <laughs> I was not convinced on that one at all. And she had to work on me a long time. But, but we got to where we, we live a lot smaller than what we used to. And as it turns out, I really just don't miss it. I mean, for some things, yes, but the reality is is that we we got more frugal. We we cut some stuff out of our life that we just didn't need. We became more content with what what we have. And uh, so then that amount that I thought we needed to have stored away now is less because six months worth of a smaller monthly amount is a less amount. So that's how we kind of compromised and worked through some of those things as well. I love it. Well, you guys did a great job of that, man. All right, so Sue, I kind of interrupted your story and took us down this path. So you guys, you guys had the money, you had the conversation. You know, keep us rolling here. T- talk about your income streams. Talk about the journey a little bit more. Keep us going. Yeah, sure. So Larry came home, in, like I said, in February of 2013, and he took off on the Amazon business. 
And I really kind of stepped back from it at that point, kind of refocused on home a little bit. Well, if I can interrupt here, because we had another conversation along the way, and we've realized that we need to connect on a on a regular basis. We used to say as a husband and wife, we need to get away like once a year and really sit down and reprioritize and reconnect. And now we've kind of decided it's more like once a quarter or once a month even where we have a dedicated amount of time where we sit down and and talk about goals and where we're going as a family, where we're going as a business. But there was a time that, that we had another really interesting conversation where Sue is saying, look, I'm trying to source product. I'm trying to process. I'm trying to ship it out. And I'm homeschooling the kids and I'm supposed to cook supper too. And, you know, I'm breaking. This isn't going to continue to work. And at that stage, that was pretty early on with me coming home. And I was working on uh, doing some wholesale training and getting some relationships going there. And so I said, oh, yeah, well, I could take over this and I could take over that. And and so we kind of freed up her time. And it, just communication is so vitally important because when everything is connected, if, you know, I was kind of oblivious to it, but Sue's telling me the house is falling apart. <laughs> we yeah. need to make a change. And so then as the husband here, I needed to be responsive to that. And we made some immediate changes and freed up some of her time. And uh, that thing smoothed out really quickly uh, once we made those changes. Man, I so appreciate you guys' transparency. I think all of us can relate so often. I think uh, the you know Facebook is cool and it's great and we share ideas and but we don't have a chance to really kind of dive in behind the curtain like what's real life look like like where were the challenges and the struggles in this whole process and I have to think back 15 years now mm-hmm. to remember going through these transitional adjustments and that's that's forever ago and we too have homeschooled our kids we've got five kids we have that in common it was a completely different set of challenges back then than now and relatively easy now compared to then. There were some challenges in those early days, the relational challenge, the scheduling challenges. You know, I was telling someone the other day, a friend of mine posted this on Facebook and I thought it was so true. Like literally the only predictable part of our schedule week to week is trash day. Like (laughs) that's the only thing that like you can count on. It's going to happen every week at the same time. You know, everything else is kind of like with this whole internet entrepreneurial lifestyle, people look at us like we're nuts, but like, hey, if the weather... (laughs) is a, a significant temperature and it's warmer than it was supposed to be. You know, we cancel everything and move it and we kind of go do something else. Like we just kind of roll with our circumstance quite a bit. Now there's an intentionality behind it, but just getting used to that level of flexibility, it requires a discipline and you can easily get sucked into going in way over your head too, thinking I'm just going to go, you know, pedal to the floor 24 seven and make this huge. And you look over your shoulder and you've lost those relationships. So yeah, I appreciate yeah. you guys talking through the struggle. Of, mm-hmm, and I yeah. love the idea of having those, a, you know, monthly, I think is great. Yeah. Um, even like a family team meeting more regularly than that. And like, okay, let's be open, challenge each other. You know, what problems do you see? What should we be doing more of? What should we be doing less of? What could we cut out of our lives that isn't adding to our life? You know, just ask the family some good open-ended questions. We don't do that enough at our house. I'd love to see us doing more. I I love that you guys introduced that topic. Do you ever, do yeah, you ever we, include the kids in this? Yeah, we, I mean, we include them in in ongoing discussions. And it is something that we were just talking about, though, that we need to do a little bit of better job at. Specifically, what I was referencing just a few minutes ago was as a husband and wife to go away together. And we have some specific questions that we've got recorded. And we just review over those questions 
And it's amazing how over the course of six months to a year, our answers to those exact same questions will change so much. Oh, I love it. Is that, are those questions you'd be, something you'd be willing to share with the uh, listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Now, are you working on a book too? Well, I actually have a book already. And it just talks about husband and wife dreaming together, setting goals together and such. We got to make sure and stick that in the show notes. So you give us the title and tell me a little bit about it. And I, you know, I remember talking to you guys about a book, but this is going to be good stuff for a lot of folks. So let's, you know, don't be shy. Tell us about it. All right. All right. Very good. It's called Dream Dating. And um, it. so the idea behind it is, number one, a husband and wife making sure that their relationship is strong. So, you know, sometimes as men, we we love the chase. We love whenever we are dating our wife and we are uh, trying to pursue and trying to win her over. And then once we win her over, we're like, eh done it. <laughs> you know, that, that oh, goal's man. accomplished. Now move on with something else. But we forget the fact that we need to continue to keep the relationship strong and, and pursuing it. So where this ties into business, then, you know, business gives you uh, these additional challenges where you can just look at your wife as this business partner and it kind of gets cold and kind of gets stale. And, and now she's just the one that won't let you invest in the, the good deal that you thought you wanted to invest in. And so now she's kind of like in your way or whatever. So you have to really work at this and make sure that your goals are the same for the business. And then you assign out responsibilities based upon who's stronger in a certain area. You know, I don't I don't go to Sue and say, hey, this certain wholesale product is selling really well. I want to order some more. Is that OK? You know, I'm not we're not into, you know, where you have to go over every single little detail together. But anyway, the dream dating book is really about making sure that you're on the same page, that you're fighting the same fight, that you're shoulder to shoulder, side by side as you're, as you're going through this, uh, this business and, and what you're doing together as a family. I love it. It sounds like a great resource. How, how can people get it? Is it on Amazon? It is on Amazon, yes. Cool. Uh, through CreateSpace. So. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So folks can jump on that. We'll stick it in the show notes too. We'll put a uh, link there. If you go to silentgym.com slash podcast, look up this episode with Larry and Sue Pruitt, who are my guests today. And as a reminder, they coach with us. I mean, if you're looking at your spouse right now and maybe you're driving and you're like, you know, we've been thinking about this Amazon thing for a while. These sound like some pretty cool people. I wonder if they could. Yeah, these are two of our coaches. They help people get started doing this stuff and thinking through how to build their business. We've got coaches from all walks of life. We've got single moms who coach for us. Uh, we've got people who who don't have family yet. They're in their mid-20s, millennials who coach with us. We've got retired couples coaching for us. So there's, you know, the age demographics and the uh, the different types of businesses. It's it's incredible the way this community has grown and and you guys are a very vital part of it. Well, keep sharing with us. We haven't heard about the different income streams you have yet. Some of those tough decision points you've had to face, we've shared a couple, but um, like, you know, leaving the career is a big deal. Uh, and I know you've even had some other job offers kind of, you know, drift your way, uh, Larry, because you're good at what you do. You've got a great reputation. And from time to time, people are like, hey, come back over here. We've got a job for you. You know, how have you guys managed that? We had an interesting conversation several months ago about some of those scenarios. So let's hit some of that. Okay, yeah, I'll address that right now. One of our kids had something they need to have done, and so we went to this professional's office here in town. It was somebody that I knew from before, and he came out to the waiting room where I was and said, hey, come on back. I want to talk to you for a minute. And so there in his office, I, he offers me a job on the spot to run his business, and it was such a shock. you know. I'm like, I wasn't surprised at all. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> so... 
you know, I came back, told Sue about it. You know, the the temptation of that regular paycheck is like, well, I, you know, that was something that I kind of enjoyed. You know, you just every two weeks this this money shows up in the bank account, you know, and so there was a temptation with that. But that was something that we sought out your counsel in that, Jim. And as we were talking about that, I know one of the questions you asked was, you know, what's your wife say? What's Sue saying about this? And Sue said, I'm, I'm advising no. I, I think we need to turn this down. And so the, the greatest quote, Jim, that we heard was from you. And you said, listen to your wife, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just kind of some generic good. It makes you sound really smart to say it. You can say that to any married dude anytime you want, and you'll sound brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's fantastic. And so I said no to him. The funny thing about it is he keeps pursuing me. He keeps increasing the offer. Uh, so it's still kind of hanging out there right now. And I've I've gone back and forth between how about if I consult for you? How about if I do this very, very part-time thing? And he wants me there. He wants me running the office. So it's kind of a, it's a beautiful problem to have, you know, to have that job offer sitting there. But um, we are so, we love our life so much of, being home together all day, we share the same office. Where, you know, one of the greatest stories. Right after I first came home, my uh, son, who is eleven now, so he would have been seven. seven at the time. Okay, he came into the office. I keep my door open the large majority of the time, and he just came over and he gave me a hug and he said, "You know what? I love you being at home. Why I love this so much." And I said, "No, why?" And he said. Anytime I need a hug, I can just walk into your office and get one. Oh, no, that's awesome. And it just just <laughs> melted my heart. Uh, the reason I said, oh, no, there for just a second, I was just imagining, you know, hey, dads, let me just talk to you for a second. Dude, we're called to provide and protect our families, and you're killing it, man. We're proud of you. We love you. Even if you're not at home every day enjoying moments like that, good job, dads. But, man, are you kidding me? What a moment to share. Like that, Larry. I mean, I've, I, my, my equivalent to that story yeah. is when my little Avon was just, I think she was two at the time, our only daughter. We've got four boys. Our youngest is our daughter. She comes into my office with this little torn up scrap of paper and she's scribbled on it. She's gone on to make some incredible drawings. She's a talented artist. She's 11 now, but she's two at the time. She comes in and she says, Hey, daddy, I made this for you. Would you watch it for me basically in her, you know, in her own way. She's like, Hey, he gives it to me. This is for you. Would you please watch it for me? And I said, I'm like, yeah, sure. Maybe I'll put it here. Didn't think anything of it. A couple of weeks later, it's still sitting on my desk. I'm thinking, I'm going to ask her about this and see if she remembers. And she did. I'm like, you remember giving this to me? And she said, yeah. Oh, that's so special. Thank you for giving that to me. And she said, are you still watching it for me? And I'm like, okay, now I got to take this serious to make a long story short, that little scrap of paper it was in my wallet for the longest time so I could get it out and show it to her and prove to her for like when she was four, when she was six, when she was eight, I was still getting it on my wallet and showing it. And then one day it occurred to me, I'm like, if my wallet's ever stolen, that would be really bad. So I put it in an envelope. It's in our family safe. And I've told her that the only other man who will ever have that, because she asked me to guard it for her. That was her specific request. And she remembers it to this day. And the only other man that will have is her husband someday. And I was wow. able to be there for that moment just present, maybe a little distracted, maybe a little busy, maybe involved in what I'm doing, but I was at home. That is yeah. invaluable. But in sharing that story, man, I don't want to make dads feel guilty. But at the same time, man, that's so rewarding to have those moments. I mean, those are the things we'll remember 40 years from now, not 
the fact that we were able to put in 60 hours a week and pound, 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 and put more money in the bank, you know, that isn't the same kind of way that, that I think we're called to provide and protect as men. And I don't want to go too far down that road because we've got a lot of listeners here. Some people like single and they're like this family stuff, man, I want some business tips. I get it. Uh, but I just want to take a moment to talk to the men out there, encourage you, man, if you're providing for your family, good job. Well done warrior. Keep it up. Keep plugging away. But man, there's an opportunity here. And when I told you, listen to your wife, dude, I was saying, you know, we can, we can be home be excellent providers, be present, be good husbands, build a business, a legacy, something we're proud of. It's now possible to do all that from home. So maybe some of these guys listening do need to be challenged to be thinking in that direction a little bit more. So just a few things that came to my mind as you shared that story, the hug. He's like, I, man, I, I will never forget that story. You know, you could yeah. tell me you had a million dollar month for the first time and I've been like, yeah, that's cool. Heard that before. But you tell me that your kid comes in and says something like that. I mean, that's why I do what I do. If I can get families under the same roof, sharing those kind of moments as part of what we teach around here. Oh, that's a, that's a total home run. All right. Keep it rolling, man. And so, yeah, just as we think about, you know, we need to, we need to pay the bills. We need to provide for the family, but there are so many, as you said, there's so many ways to do that now. And we may as well enjoy that process and the whole thing of of just struggling, I mean, I used to get a knot in my stomach on Sunday afternoon, be, just knowing that Monday morning was coming. And I remember that feeling. There's people listening wow. right now who have to go through that every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel for them, and I, I say keep keep fighting through that, keep battling that. And, you know, the coaching students that we have, most of them are working full-time jobs somewhere else. And, you know, we just we help them, we encourage them, set these goals, say – Three years from now, I want to be working from home full time. Just like what we talked about earlier, what would you be comfortable with? With how much money to have in the bank whenever you you take this leap of faith or jump off the cliff, <laughs> whichever way you look at it, and start making the plan and say, you know, set aside a little bit every month and and have that money stockpiled and start buying toilet paper. You know, <laughs> yeah. buy an extra roll of toilet paper every time you go to the store and and store that away somewhere. You know, those type of things are just practical things that really helped us along the way to, to make this transition. Yeah, it, it is a process. You know, we'd like to think that, hey, if I just do the right things, I'm going to start killing it next month and making a ton of money. Mm. We very much are about this slow and steady. Don't take huge risks. There are examples of people who go all in. I mean, not too many episodes ago, we had KJ on here with his uh, My Audio Pets product. I mean, they wrote mm. some big checks, mortgaged their house, didn't have anything left if it didn't work, and they went all in and it worked. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> we don't coach that. He he even said, "Man, if I had listened to your advice, it never would have happened." And I'm like, "You're exactly right. I would not have coached you down that road, but it worked. You rolled the dice. God blessed it, man. And it took off. Awesome. But for every story like that, there's stories of people who with tragic endings where they took unnecessary risk. KJ really knew what he was doing. He had done his homework, and we applaud it. But mm-hmm. yeah, if, if you're going to coach with us, we're going to take a more predictable, slow, steady. Let's get you where you want to get. Let's think long-term and let's let's take steps to get you there. Because if you follow that plan, it takes a little longer, but the success rate and the stress level are just so much better yeah. than this, this big risky. You know, sometimes people, we've even gotten emails from people that say, Hey, I quit my job today. I bought the proven Amazon course. Let's do this. 
Like, um, okay, wait a second. How much money do you have in the bank? What's your financial situation? How much debt do you have? Have you ever done any business before? You know, business online is the same as business offline. It just happens a lot faster. The rules are exactly the same. Things just happen a lot faster. It's the only difference. The relationships are still the core of everything. You can just build relationships with a bunch of people. We've got videos right now. I was telling you guys a little bit before we got on this call, videos that are going viral on Facebook and we're building relationships. Now we're not becoming best buddies with these people, but they're saying, oh, wow, you guys are cool. I like what you're doing. I want to know more. The relationship has begun, but we're doing that with hundreds of people a day. Yeah. Yeah. The relationship. And eventually some of those people will come. Like you guys are going to come to Orlando with us in September for CES. They'll come to an event. They'll see us face to face. They'll shake our hands. The relationship moves to a next level. So, you know, business is about relationships and they can happen very fast online, but you still got to take a slow and steady approach to getting to that point where you understand the numbers, you're being methodical, you're still paying the bills and providing. But Keep going, guys. I felt like I kind of interrupted you there again. Sorry about that. Continue with your story and in your other income streams and you know what else you guys are up to. Yeah, that goes perfectly into the next thing is that, you know, as we've said, okay, where are our strengths? Where are our weaknesses? One of the great things that, that Sue is, is one of the things she's great at is developing those relationships. And so as I was getting more and more involved in the Amazon business and her time was freed up, then we moved into the offline biz into things. Yeah, I started reading some of the articles from uh, Andrew Cavanaugh and and talking with Diana Ratliff and Mike Lemoyne and some other people in the community, and I just kind of got intrigued by this. Wow, I could go out and uh, maybe help some of the local businesses in the community. So uh, I took that on, and as a result of that, I'm doing a lot of face-to-face networking in the community. So I love that fact that we're making our living really online, but I still get to have these great relationships with people in the community. And of course, our children are getting older. And, and so it's a little bit easier for me uh, to get out of the house. And, and of course, now that Larry's home, it's, you know, that my time for that is a little bit freer. And between the two of us, I'm the one who really desires that social interaction with folks. And Larry would be a little bit more, you know, he'd be happy to stay home most oh, yes. of the time. So every once in a while, I drag him to a networking <laughs> event and he always enjoys it when he comes, but he doesn't. Once it's done. Yeah, once it's over. <laughs> but, so we do that. We do some consulting. Like you said, we do some coaching for you and, and just, We've kind of come to a place, I should have pulled that quote out that, that you read at CES last mm. year about, yeah. I'm not, I'm going to butcher the quote. It's about, you know, I don't know when I'm having fun and when I'm working and playing and everything else. I just enjoy it all and, it, and it's so great. That's kind of where we're at. You know, we have our social life, our business life, our, you know, a lot of all these different aspects of our life just kind of all fl- ebb and flow together and, and interweave with each other. And, you know, we still have issues that we have to face, but we face them side by side and we still have things that we have to work through, but we work through them side by side. And whether or not you're both involved in the business or whether or not you're both really out there doing things for it, the most important thing is that your marriage is number one and that your business can fail, but your marriage can't. You've got to hang on to the marriage no matter what. And so I think that's the the strength that we have that we kind of, I don't know, the Lord just gifted us with an ability to kind of be open and transparent a little bit with people and let them see how we make that work. And it's not perfect, but we definitely walk down this path together and, and we're side by side all the way, just shoulder to shoulder. And, and uh, we love the life that we're living. Well, and we've studied each other. And what by that, I mean, 
we've looked at each other's personalities. I don't know if you've ever done the personality assessment thing. Yeah, yeah, love it. There's some great books that we've read about how men and women are different by design and just how we think differently. You know, the whole the whole question, like where Sue will say, what are you thinking about? And I say, nothing. She's <laughs> Drives thinking, <me> crazy. <laughs> that's impossible because most women can't think about nothing, but most men can. <laughs> yeah, we have a hard time not thinking about nothing sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So just little things like that to understand each other a little bit better and and these problems that come up, as long as we say there's a problem that you and I need to fight that problem together, then we come out with a solution and we both attack the problem. And we win. And we win. That's right. As opposed to if we're fighting each other face to face because of some problem. And sometimes there's been some significant financial challenges and sometimes it's you know we've got teenage kids oh my goodness this is yeah that's another thing but that's a whole nother but, podcast man that's like a whole nother show <laughs> like how to, like how to survive raising teenagers 87 oh episodes on just that topic right <laughs> but as long as we're on the same page and working together things work out so much better. But but with these multiple streams of income, it's um, we're working on building up the other ones. You know, honestly, our Amazon business has gotten big enough to where it's paying all the bills and everything, but it's too big of a percentage of our income. And so we're really working on these other income streams now. And, um, and it's just, it's great to watch. It's fun for me to watch Sue go out and develop these relationships with people close by here and how that is bringing in additional income to our family. And then, you know, again, we know our strengths, we know our weaknesses. Uh, there'll be some sort of a detail thing. And Sue will say, there you go, Larry, this is yours now because I'm kind of the detail guy. And that works for us. I want to go down a topic you just kind of uh, gently introduced. That I think it might be real powerful for some of the listeners, especially if they haven't heard all the episodes. I talked to Mike Lemoyne, a name you guys dropped and he's one of the guys who's really helped us develop this offline biz concept. Basically, we're saying, hey, online entrepreneur, you know a lot more than you realize you know. You can make a lot of money helping businesses around you do some of this stuff. Uh, I want to encourage the listener, I'll stick it in the show notes, a link back to that episode where Mike and I talked about it. But Sue, you're starting to do some of this. What's your approach? I know you're getting out there, you're meeting some people. I mean, what's working for you? Any tips for someone who's thinking about doing this? Um, let's, let's just encourage folks a little bit in that direction and share maybe a, a story or two of how that's working and what you've got in the pipeline uh, along those lines. And I love also something you just said, Larry, too, while Sue thinks about that for a moment. You said, you know, Amazon is taking up too much of our pie chart of income. Yeah. Who thinks that way? Except us as internet entrepreneurs, multiple income stream thinkers. You know, I love that thought. Because yeah. that, and you should always be thinking this way as an online entrepreneur. And I've, this has been a theme since show number one. If we're going to rely on companies like Amazon and eBay and Facebook and Twitter and PayPal and all these big behemoth corporations that are on the internet, if we're going to rely on them for our income, man, we better diversify. Absolutely. Because there's, you know, millennials that had a bad date last night that can come in and hit a couple buttons and erase <laughs> your existence from their site. <laughs> 
Right? <laughs> right. I mean, does it happen often? No. But would you sleep easier at night knowing that no piece of your pie is bigger than about 20 to 40% and you've got several of these pieces of the pie and you'll be okay if one of those pieces suddenly disappeared? You know, that's the right. multiple income stream lifestyle. And these streams all feed on each other. So, for example, as you guys get better at selling on Amazon, you're a more effective consultant for businesses who might want to sell on Amazon and you can approach them with a powerful story. And this is your turn, Sue. Talk to us a little bit, some of the stuff you've done and, and what you're working on in that regard. Yeah, basically, one of the first things I did, and this was even before Larry came home, I got an idea from you somewhere, I don't know where I saw it, about going out and putting together a little uh, catering director or whatever. And I started walking into restaurants and asking if I could speak to the owner. And you know what they did? They would stop what they were doing and come over and talk to me. And I told them about this idea that I had. I'd like to put their menu in this catering directory that I was going to deliver to businesses. And lo and behold, I did it, and I made a few hundred dollars doing that. And it was kind of my first little face-to-face, wow, I can help people. And uh, so then we, you know, then we went into the whole Amazon thing and then learned about offline biz and how we could help other businesses. So I started just some of it was I was just I just walked into some businesses, places that, you know, I was kind of familiar with them or I knew the owner or what have you and talked with them a little bit about their online presence. I've gone to a lot of networking events here in our local community. Um, we ended up joining the local chamber of commerce and some other networking groups and such. And, and through those have ended up getting some referrals. And so like one of the things that we have done is that I helped a restaurant in a small town, just help them get their email list growing and going and did that for several months. And then we helped a, a new business get started selling their items on Facebook and, and then through a Shopify store. Yeah. Through a Shopify yeah. store. You know, as I did this, I was kind of big and open and not focused. And as I've been talking with different businesses and such, and as I've been getting more experience, kind of my experience is really kind of beginning to focus on Facebook. And so now a lot of what I do is I companies and, and places hire me to come in and do like a, a face-to-face training with them, which I absolutely love. It's my probably my favorite thing to do is training. And so I just go in and, and train them for a couple hours on how they can use their Facebook page and, and uh, what they can do with Facebook ads and, and, of course, picking up the new things that you and Brett are talking about and, and presenting those to companies and and just getting out there and, and helping those companies do it. And, like, to me, it was, like, really eye-opening. I went from being this stay-at-home homeschooling mom who was totally focused on my kids and curriculum and, you know, how do we do, get the laundry done. Changing and, diapers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, then, lo and behold, now I walk into businesses and, and ask to speak to the owner, and they drop what they're doing and come over and talk to me. That's just crazy to me that 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 happens. But I love it. Now I go to events where it's all business owners and they all chit chat together and they, you know, I get to talk with them and find out what's, what's going on with them and what's, what are some of their pain points and what, and what's pushing their buttons. And I just start sharing ideas and such. And they're so impressed with me. And I'm like, I'm really just, you know, I'm just learning stuff. I'm just passing it on, but they, they don't know it already. And so I absolutely love doing this kind of business. It's, it's been great for us. Oh, that's so cool. And you know, it really isn't a complicated business model. If you ask no. good good questions of business owners, have conversations and ask a few good questions. That's it. Some people hate to have conversations and meet new people and go out and that's okay. Those of you who are even slightly comfortable with that, that's all it is. That's all this business is. And you know, part of the beauty of it is you can refer. I've referred several clients over to other people. If I get in over my head or I'm too busy, 
I'll just send them over somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I've met some of the best people. You know, a, a guy who's helped, I don't give him enough props, but uh, Stephen, my right-hand man, Stephen Deaton, they, he actually hired me. I went and spoke at an event. There was about 12 people there. They paid me very well for the day. It was a, uh, a Christian organization that was trying to work on their internet strategy, and I went in and I consulted for a day with them. I say a full day. He's the guy that coordinated it. And from there, I ended up being impressed with him. I'm like, hey, you want some side work? And then eventually he became my right-hand man, and he's putting in as many hours as anybody around here now. That was a few years ago. So if you just get out there and you build relationships and connect, that's vital. Don't be fooled into thinking that because this is internet business, you can just sit behind your keyboard and make money. It's about relationships. That's what drives all of this starting with the most important relationship. And I think the reason success maybe comes easy to those of us who have stable, secure marriages is because we understand that a relationship is work on both sides. It's not always fun and games, but the benefits far outweigh yeah. the negatives and the work and that what you have to, you know, what you get back is so much better than the investment, but the investment is a serious deal. We understand that intuitively. We're able to then go out and do that with others where it's even easier to find mutually beneficial arrangements with, you know, semi strangers. I mean, if you can do it at home under your roof, man, you could definitely go out and do it. And which is some, you know, one of the things I say sometimes is I think those of us who are raised in the Judeo Christian ethic, you know, in whatever form that was in your house, those of us who are raised understanding that we're to serve others, well, we've got an unfair advantage in business. We've been doing it our whole lives and had it taught to us our whole lives. It's like you treat others with respect. We treat them the way you want them to treat you. And we just naturally kind of fall into that pattern because our parents have been telling that to us since we were in our diapers. We It, it clicks. we like, yeah, that makes sense. There's some cultures that just don't do that. That's a foreign language. It's a foreign concept entirely. To us, it's not. We have an unfair advantage in business. We walk around serving whether we get paid or not. Come to find out if you're serving well in business, you get paid really well. Um, so kudos to you, Sue, on getting out there and establishing relationships. And uh, the future looks very bright from where I'm sitting for you guys. Um, I'd love to. Was there anything that you wanted to bring up on this episode today that we didn't get to that you were thinking we might cover? I'd love to to dive a little deeper into that for just a couple minutes before we wrap this one up. Um, kind of give the floor back to you guys to for any closing comments or any way you want to encourage the audience. You know, the floor is yours for this last segment. Well, I do want to share one quick story uh, that kind of goes into what Sue was just saying. We've got the first potential uh, proven product partnering partner, <laughs> and um, that happened because I reconnected with an, a friend that I had gone to high school with, hadn't seen for a long time, and I reconnected with him on LinkedIn, saw that he worked for a company that manufactures clothing, and so I just started a conversation with him, hey, I do this, and don't know if we're a good match or not, but just kind of be curious as to your thoughts on this, and and all along the way, he's saying to me, eh, I don't really think so, don't really think so. But, um, hey, I talked to our CEO, and he'd like to talk to you. So why don't you come on over to our office? So I did that just a couple of weeks ago here, and it was just fascinating to me because I was, you know, again, I'm not the out front type person, but to sit there and, and to talk to these folks, it just was amazing to me how much I knew that they didn't know 
And so they're, they're interested now, instead of just selling to businesses, to start selling to the end consumer, and they're looking at selling on Amazon. And so we pulled up some listings. I kind of broke some things down for them, analyzed things a little bit, and, um, and I was almost trying to talk them out of hiring me. And I know that sounds like really bad, but the, it, it seemed to me there for a moment that maybe they weren't quite ready for this. They, they haven't really developed their brand that they would be selling to the end consumer. And I'm just being honest with them and saying, maybe you need to do some of this other work first and then, and then give me a call. And the CEO just looked at me. He said, well, couldn't we get started now with what we've got? Uh, yeah, love it. <laughs> and I was, you know, inside, I'm jumping up and down, excited. But exterior, I just kind of very casually said, yeah, we could probably do that. Let me put together a proposal for you. So I've done that. Now we're kind of in that that waiting time period, waiting for them. But the main thing that, again, I just want to encourage the listeners with is if you're selling on Amazon, if you're selling online, you know so much more than the average person. Even, you know, I went into this office. It's very ritzy. They are doing extremely well, but their entire business model has been selling business to business. So they know nothing about selling to the direct uh, consumer of something. They know nothing about Amazon, I, you know. And so it was just amazing to me. And I think that people would be surprised if you just start asking questions of businesses. People love talking about themselves. They love talking about their business. And if you start showing a genuine interest in their business, they're going to light up. And and you are all of a sudden the expert. This CEO that I was talking to the other day, he referred to me as the Amazon expert. And I'm just kind of smiling because I didn't say that about myself. He said it about me. But it was just because of some of these very, very basic things that I know that he didn't know. Yeah, that's a gold mine of an opportunity. Another income stream. It's You yeah. mentioned PPP. And for those who are maybe new to our community, the Proven Amazon course, that's our core course. We've had it around for almost a decade now. It has several modules in it. One of the creative modules, one of the business models you can dive into with Amazon is helping businesses set up their own Amazon account and sell their own products on that account, and you get paid a percent. The PPP course talks you through how to do that, how to find businesses that are eligible, that are a good fit for this approach, how to get them set up, make sure you get your percent. It's a beautiful business model. We have people who have done very, very well with that model. And it also gets you multiple Amazon accounts. So talk about income security. I mean, imagine having income from 15 Amazon accounts instead of just one, right? It's a great model. So yeah, kudos to you. Keep me in the loop. If there's anything I can do to help you out on that one, be sure to let me know. You were telling me some of the brands okay. that these guys have represented and sold. I mean, this could be a really big right. deal really fast for you guys. So that's yeah. an exciting story. And I think it's a good way to uh, motivate people to think a little differently about all of this as well. We Sometimes we get so laser focused on the one thing that worked a little bit for us six months ago. So we're just going to pound away at that. And we forget to come up for air and look at the landscape of opportunity here. There's a lot of directions we can go. And multiple income streams is the goal in the end. If you want to have true job security, more secure than that paycheck that almost lured Larry back to work, more secure than that is multiple income streams that all complement each other. I'm not talking about going off in 18 different directions and juggling chaos. I'm talking about the better you get at Amazon, the more you can talk about it with a client who wants to set up their account. And it's a no-brainer weekend activity for you. For them, it would have taken them six months to figure it out. Right, So they complement each other. And the more successful you make them, well, hey, here comes another client that says, hey, I want you to do for me what you did for them. So many stories just build that way. And it's always relationships that are doing the work for you. Um, 
This has been a great call. Is there anything else you guys want to hit? I love that last story. Sue, how about you? Does anything come to mind like, oh, we got to make sure and get this in. People would benefit from this. Uh, you know, the, the couples, people managing relationships and business, any final tips or anything that you want to throw out there? And I want to remind people while you think about that, Sue, if you go to silentgym.com slash podcast, you can find their book, Larry's book that they wrote, all the links we talked about, everything that was there. I've been taking notes as we work here, so I'll stick all that in the show notes today so you don't have to try to jot notes furiously if you're listening to my show. We put it all in the show notes for you. And with that, I'll turn it over to Sue for a couple of final comments, and we'll wrap this one up. You know, I think there's one thing that Larry and I talked about um, this morning that we think has been really key to the level of success that we've had so far And that is that we both have a 51% vote when it comes to this business. In other words, either one of us can veto something. um, Either one of us can propose something. And because we have that, that that has built a lot of trust between us business-wise. And so the dividing our responsibilities, and we each have our own area, and there's things I don't have to go and check with Larry about before I make a decision. And some things he doesn't check with me about. If it's a certain size of a decision, obviously we're going to talk about it, but we both have that 51% vote. And as much as we love being in business together, if the business died tomorrow or if it was taken away from us tomorrow, we as a married couple would be okay because we've kept our marriage strong. And so keeping the marriage strong and keeping it number one has got to be your number one priority right after your relationship with the Lord. Because as, as, I love the way you say it, Jim. You know, my relationship with God needs to be great. And if it's not, I can't go any further. My relationship with my spouse has to be great. And if it's not, I can't go any further. And you go on down the line. It's so true. And so when we keep those priorities in order, life is amazing. Whether or not we are rolling in cash or we're struggling to pay the mortgage bill, whichever it is, it is amazing for us because we are side by side working this together and uh, just kind of facing the world together. It's an amazing way for us to live. Beautifully said. I think we're going to get some great feedback on this episode. And let me just talk to the to the married couples again and just kind of put into my words something you guys just said. And this is something that I think every married couple should seriously consider, a gift that you give your spouse. And you both have to give your spouse the gift. And it's the gift of veto. Meaning, I don't want to ever do anything that my wife Andrea looks at and goes, ah, okay, I mean, go ahead. But ah, if I was calling the shots, I wouldn't do that. I want to give her the gift of being able to say, let's remove that from your life. And I don't need a whole lot of explanation after that. All I need to know is she wants to veto it. So it's gone. Now let's talk about, you know, the why, or is there a way that would make more sense to bring it back? Or under what circumstances might it make sense? But I give her full veto power. If there's something that you see you think is unhealthy or you have a question or, you know, what a great gift to mutually give your spouse and then trust each other with. I love that you guys have done that in your business. That is so cool. And I think it's a foundation for a great marriage. And I did, you know, just so you guys know, from a business perspective, you guys mentioned Andrew Cavanaugh. I'll just throw out this one last story. He and I built offlinebiz.com. We've met one time in person. We early on, you know, it, the whole thing for eight years, it was only email back and forth. Like we never talked, never Skyped for eight years. It was just email. But early on, we said, hey, you've got veto power over the whole thing. And so do I. So if we don't both love what we're about to do, we don't do it. We don't have to debate and argue. And just, it's like you, you said you don't like it. All right, we're moving on, man. Skip that. 
It was, and, and it really worked. And I love the way I've never thought of it as 51% share, but I love that. You both have 51% share. And I think that extra 2%, when you do the math, that's saying, let's let God guide us. You know, I think that's what that is. It's like, let's make sure that that most important 2% is that we're both taking this stuff to God. That's just how we do it around here with our family. And I love that you guys do that too. Well, hey, this has been a really cool episode. I, I can't wait to see what feedback we get. Um, if, if you listener, you listen to this, you're like, yeah, do more of this. Why more of this real life stuff behind the scenes? You know, and I know there's plenty of business tips and how to grow your Amazon business and how to make money. And we're hitting all that and all of our other episodes with only a couple of exceptions kind of have that theme. But this family stuff is awesome. And you can tell we went a little longer than usual because I just get really excited about this stuff. But hey, Larry and Sue, thank you so much for being our guest. If you want to come meet them or hang out with them, our Facebook community, they're in there all the time, real active answering questions, helping out. That's free, guys. I mean, what are you waiting on if you're not in our Facebook community? There's a link in the show notes. Jump in there and join us. God bless you guys. Listen, and Larry and Sue alike. This has been Silent Sales Machine Radio. I am so blessed to get to work with great people like this and have great people like you, listener, actually paying attention to what we have to say around here. It blows my mind that there's just thousands of people listening to this and hopefully benefiting in some huge way. I love doing this. I can't wait to do it again real soon. God bless you. Keep at it, business warrior. We're rooting for you. We're in your corner. We believe in you. Make great things happen. All right, we'll talk to you real soon. <laughs>